Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Social Media Branded, hosted by Theo Brancel. I'm an entrepreneur, speaker, author, and social media expert. And today I'm joined by Alex Ward. Uh, it's a quite easy name to pronounce. I've had a lot of guests that's had really complicated names. Uh, so it's nice to have someone with a normal name. Uh, but Great. he's an investor, business owner, and a mentor. And he helps uh, people make money. Welcome, Alex. Indeed. Thank you very much. Thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah. So I, we haven't known each other. This is the first time we officially speak. Yes. Uh, and I first got to see of you or become aware of you from uh, Richard and Nina, who owns a networking club in London, uh, IMN. Uh, yes. What did you speak about on while you were there? Uh, I spoke about, yeah, we connected this week. I, I gave a speech this week, and it, it was basically about my journey to financial freedom. Uh, so my, my whole story, you know, the, the ups and downs, uh, the, uh, the roller coaster ride, if you like, uh, and, um, and really what gave me... Um, what, what, what were the things that really helped me on that journey to financial freedom? Uh, and not just to financial freedom, but kind of uh, actually tapping into a different part of myself um, along the way. So that's, that's, what, that's what the talk was about. It's basically, essentially, it's my journey to financial freedom and, uh, and, and what, really, what really nailed it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so because you've already told your story, uh, I'm not going to ask you to tell your story again. Uh, but uh, uh, what would you say that are your three greatest accomplishments in your life? Uh, okay, my three greatest accomplishments in life, I would say, um, number one is tapping into a part of myself that I never even knew existed. Um, and having access to that part of me every day. Um, what I might call my, my real self, my authentic self, what William James, the grandfather of modern psychology, would call the hidden self. I would say that that would be the, the number one um, accomplishment because men and women have searched for that for millennia. Um, this isn't chronologically... Um, the, the thing that I really always wanted was just to be free. And, uh, and, and so that is my reality now. Uh, you know, I always wanted to, to not have to be told how to spend my time by a boss or, you know, or, or, or anyone. So I, I live my life on my own terms. I live a life of freedom and I'm financially free. I never have to work again. So that would be accomplishment number two. Um, number three, I'd say um, settling down, having a family, and having real peace of mind. So there's no, there's no striving, there's no yearning, uh, there's nothing that I feel, sure, I have, I have goals, I have stuff that I want to do, but there's nothing, there's nothing missing. Um, so, yeah, I would say. Those are the three that come to mind now. Ask me in five minutes and you might get a different story. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing that you say that you tap 
into a part of yourself that uh, people have been searching for forever. Uh, hmm. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, um, it kind of goes hand in hand with the financial freedom piece because uh, for, for years, although I knew what I wanted, I wanted to be free and I knew that business was probably the route that was going to give me that freedom rather than trading my time for money. Um, so I, I recognized from an early age that, yeah, I, I probably needed to achieve it through business. Um, I still had many businesses that didn't give me that route to freedom. So for example, in my twenties, my first business uh, was, although it was successful, it didn't really give me any freedom. Uh, in fact, I, I, I spoke about this somewhat on Wednesday. At the age of 27, I was the MD of my own business. We had three offices around the UK. We had 50 staff and I had nev never been less free. I was, the first, I was the first one in in the morning, I was the last one out in the evening, and I was the last one to get paid. Uh, and that was if there was any money left at the end of the month, after all the costs, you know, the rent, the salaries, etc. So um, it, it wasn't necessarily the ticket to freedom that I thought it might be. And on top of that, uh, it, it, we, we actually grew too fast, and as a result, the business collapsed. And, um, and so I ended up walking away with nothing but a lot of learnings and a lot of experience. Um, and that was a pattern that actually repeated itself. So, uh, so for example, I would, I would look like I was going to achieve a freedom. I might be getting there. I might, I might be looking like, oh, yeah, I'm a successful guy and it looks like I'm going to reach my goals. Of financial freedom and then there was something that came in like a glass ceiling there was always this glass ceiling and I couldn't see that ceiling but there were always circumstances that came in and seemed to knock me back to my default position uh, and uh, and that happened a few times I even went bankrupt at one point uh, after looking like I was really gonna break free and then nope still didn't happen and I went bankrupt so this thing about tapping into this other part of myself, um, I actually came across uh, a, a model, uh, a, literally a way of tapping into another part of myself and a way of using more of my mind. And it all had to do with the unconscious, tapping into the unconscious. And when I, when I achieved that, then I was able to suddenly remove that glass ceiling and uh, all the obstacles that were invisible to me but stopped me reaching my goals, uh, suddenly were taken away. Uh, um, and, uh, and, and so I achieved them. Um, and uh, yeah, so that, that part of myself, um, I accessed through the unconscious, um, through, this, through this model and through this way of uh, using more of my mind. So yeah, it's fascinating and, and really practical. So, uh. so, so you use this model and you tapped into your subconscious. Uh, and w what was it that you, 
was it that you unlocked something or was it that you almost as if you removed a rock from your chest? Um, I would say that I what I removed were the old programs residing in my unconscious that weren't serving me. Um, and so, yeah, the, 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 the unconscious basically stores everything that's ever happened to us. And uh, so everything that's, you know, even before the womb, uh, stuff is being recorded in the unconscious. And, and we don't have access to that. Uh, Freud said that the, um, the, the conscious mind is just a little bit um, like, like an iceberg, like the little bit on the top of the iceberg that you can see above the waterline. And that the unconscious is like the far larger part beneath the waterline. And he said that as humans, we are merely puppets of the unconscious because whatever's in the unconscious will dictate uh, and determine the movement of our life. Just like the, the bit of the iceberg below the waterline entirely dictates the movement of that iceberg. Um, and until we come to terms with the unconscious, then we're basically at its beck and call. So, and neuroscience has now proven that. Uh, they've now proven that actually it's, Freud said it was one seventh, uh, that the conscious mind uh, was one seventh of our mental capacity and that the unconscious was six sevenths. Neuroscience has now proven that, but it actually says, no, it's, it's more like 95%. Uh, of our mental potential. So day to day, consciously, the part of the mind that we use uh, consciously is, is literally just 5%. We're only using 5% of our mental potential and we're not, we're not able to tap into the other 95% at will. Um, but there was this remarkable breakthrough a little while back uh, by a chap called Dr. Quinn and he discovered something called unconscious attention. And it basically enables you to gain access to the unconscious. So you actually get to go in and uh, imprint what you want on the unconscious uh, so that it comes about. The neuroscientists don't, don't know how to do that. They, they, they have to put their hands up and say, um, all we know is uh, that whatever's in your unconscious is going to play out in your life. Um, even Carl Jung said, uh, who worked with Freud, he said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. So all I knew was that I had this business and circumstances came along and took me back to zero. And then I had this property business uh, and, and then I went bankrupt due to outside forces. So to me, it looked like life was happening to me and it seemed unfair. Uh, what I didn't realize was that actually life was responding to what was in my unconscious. And that's what it's doing to everyone. Everyone alive has programs in their unconscious. And as the name suggests, we're unconscious of them. So we don't know what's, what's in there. And we're all being taken to a destination like a sat nav, like we've plugged coordinates into our sat nav and we're being taken to a, a destination that we don't even know if we want to go there and we don't even know what that destination is, but still that's where we're being taken. And this discovery, this scientific discovery of unconscious attention basically allows 
people to get their hands on the controls of the unconscious and for the first time program in the coordinates that they want and where they want to go. So I always knew where I wanted to go. I wanted this, you know, this dream of freedom, which looked like financial freedom to me. Uh, and after years of struggling and trying to make it happen, I realized, ah, I was only using a very small percentage of my mind to make that happen. Once I tapped into more of my mind, then it became effortless. Actually, life literally handed businesses to me, investments to me. Uh, things just became super easy. Um, so that's what I mean. That's what I, that's what I mean when I say I, I tapped into this other part of myself. It was through the unconscious. So were you open to have your mind changed when you first, uh, uh, when the first, when the first, first, when the person presented uh, this, this information or were you resenting it? No, I was pretty open. Um, I had done a lot of personal development, so I was, I was, I was kind of seeking something, I suppose. I was, I was, uh, I was searching for an answer, you know, always looking for something that can give you an edge, an advantage, uh, whether that's in business or in life. Um, so I had done a lot of personal development and what I found over the years was, yeah, you know, I enjoyed it. I had insights um, and awarenesses, but I can't say that my life really changed. You know, it wasn't like black and white, oh, really amazing difference yeah i can definitely put that down to to that book that i read or that course that i did um so yes i was i was open i suppose there was a certain part of me that was still a bit um maybe a bit skeptical um because i i, I had done a lot of different courses and a lot of different training um but yeah the, the results proved themselves so uh, I'm, I'm actually going to say that of, of all the things that I've done that I mean we we could talk when I put it this way when I sit down with people and I say okay where are you now and where do you want to be and I help them map uh, a pathway to to their goal of financial freedom or, or whatever their goal is um, we might talk about various practical wealth creation strategies but once we've done that and we've got a we've got a, a, a route or possible routes I'm, I, I always make the point that well you can you can go ahead and make these investments or invest or, or start these businesses or you can make these choices and take these actions that we've outlined but ultimately whether you achieve those goals or not I'm going to say is going to be down to what what programs are in your unconscious so I'm going to say it's actually already decided whether you're going to hit that goal or not and however many sessions we have together um, isn't going to make any difference to whether that comes about or not that investment that I recommend uh, or that I suggest uh, might do very well like my business did very well but if you've got something in your unconscious that says no sorry that's not where you're headed um you know your uh your residing program is one of 
you know, being poor um, or, or, or scarcity, then something along your path, along your journey will, will keep bringing you back to that reality because that's what's programmed in there. And the life force within you, its job description is to deliver whatever is programmed in there. And that's what's happening with people, whether they realize it or not. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I'm, always, I'm always clear to make the point that we can do whatever work you like, uh, but I'm still going to say you need to go and get your hands on the controls of your unconscious if you really want to bring that goal away. Yeah. Uh, so uh, can I ask who was it that taught you this? I'm sorry? Uh, who was it that taught you this? Ah, it's, um, it was actually the chap who discovered unconscious attention. Uh, his name is Dr. Tony Quinn. Uh, and... Um, the model is called the educo model. It's a Latin word. It means to draw out from within. Um, e d u c o. And uh, um, so you're, you're literally drawing out the potential of the person from within. So conscious attention. Uh, a bit like. Uh, Newton discovered gravity. Uh, gravity always existed. Um, Newton just discovered it and got to put a name to it. But it's the same here. Unconscious attention has always existed. Dr. Quinn just discovered it and got to put and, and got to put a name to it. Okay. Uh, so I uh, what's the word? Uh, I uh, I'm oh, sorry. My brain just turned off. <laughs> Uh, I I see and I and I understand a lot of the things that you're talking about. Uh, uh, mm. A lot of it, I've heard a few of it from different types of people. Uh, Oprah, for example, mm. with the secret and the law of attraction. Uh, for example, yeah. that you attract or you manifest what you think, uh, what your subconscious yeah. or your unconscious mind thinks. And yes, uh, it's. And it's interesting to also hear, hear it from you to say that it is the absolute first thing that needs to be fixed before you take any sort of action. It really is. It's the top of the pyramid. Yeah. Um, in a pyramid, the, everything, every stone above another stone, uh, if, you, if you trickled water down a pyramid, then uh, the, 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 everything from the top affects everything further down. So in the mind, you can, you can look at your values or your beliefs. Um, but if you go right to the top of the pyramid, um, that's, that's where you're going to get the most change is, is right to the top. So organizations uh, understand that, you know, if you want to, if you want to make an impact, then, uh, you know, coaches want to coach the top person in the organization because from there, most change will come. Yeah. So you said that uh, the first business that you started, uh, you didn't get uh, anything from it except for a lot of experience and uh, knowledge about how the how the business world works. And then you mm -hmm. started another business that uh, you went bankrupt with. Uh, do you did you know what it was subconsciously that 
made you essentially fail uh, in the businesses that you had then? No. No. Um, when I went bankrupt, I did have some awareness that um, I, um, I had a deeply rooted fear of having nothing. And that, uh, yeah, that, 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 was a, that was a big fear of mine. Okay, having nothing and, uh, and, and essentially being a nobody. Um, and, and living on the breadline, you know, literally having nothing to my name, having to um, really scratch, scratch around to survive. Uh, I, I realized after it happened that that was a, a deeply held fear. And um, so when it happened to me, it was very liberating because I realized, okay, well, I really was afraid of that. And then it happened. Uh, and uh, and I was still alive, you know, like I, I woke up the next day and, well, I was still there. Um, and, um, and then the next day and the next day, I was kind of like, okay, well, life carries on. Okay, what, what, what next? Um, and then when I came across the training, I, it's, it's not like I, I knew, it's not like I found what it was in my unconscious that was holding me back. Um, it was more that... I just put in what I wanted, what, what, I, what I did want. And that overrode whatever was in there before. So I actually have no idea what was in there before um, or where I picked it up from. You know, we, we basically pick up these programs. We, we're programmed from an early age by our parents, you know, by our teachers, our well-meaning um, peers, you know, kids in the playground. But yeah, from that early age, we're, we're programmed. And uh, unfortunately, we don't realize that we're programmed uh, and we even then forget. So uh, yeah, I've, to answer your question, I have no idea what it was. Um, and it doesn't matter. All I knew was that when I came across this, I, I knew what I wanted. And uh, so I programmed that in. And uh, yeah, I'm going to say that the process that is working with every human being who's alive today, worked with me. Um, the difference now was that I had consciously chosen what was in my unconscious. I'd actually imprinted in there purposefully what I wanted, rather than running off some program that I had no idea what was in there. So would you say that uh, it doesn't matter what people currently have imprinted in their unconscious or their subconscious but it's the ability that people can change and update what's imprinted in there and that way they can really change yeah absolutely it uh if you want to know what's in there the only way of really telling is to look at the results in your life if you want to look at if you want to know what your deepest programs are around relationships then have a look at the relationships in your life. How do you feel then that your life would be a failure? I, I, no matter what you would be saying, well, I've achieved this and I've achieved that. It's a pen. Yeah, uh, sorry about that, everyone. Uh, yeah, so you were saying that people can change what they have imprinted in their subconscious? Yeah, so it, um, absolutely, uh, they, they can change that. 
Um, so that's that's happening, whether you realize it or not, is that the, the, the life force within you is bringing about your deepest held uh, programs in your unconscious. And um, uh, uh, yeah, that's 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 unfortunately just just how it is. And um, with this with this uh, breakthrough of unconscious attention for the first time, even the neuroscientists, uh, like I said, admit that they don't, they don't know how to get their hands on the controls of the unconscious. Um, and this is still a fairly niche area. So having done all of the training and all of the various courses that I did in personal development, I never never came across this. Um, it's not. It's not even necessarily marketed. Um, it's uh, uh, it, the guy behind it wants it to go out, you know, in a certain way, and uh, and he doesn't necessarily want to go out and fill stadiums of people like the big seminar givers do. Uh, he wants it to go out from like-minded person to like-minded person. So it was just uh, call it coincidence, call it fate call it whatever you like, but yeah, I, I came across it and um, yeah, managed to change change everything. Yeah. Uh, is this man still alive? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And uh, he's uh, still giving this training. So, um, so yeah, if, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if people want to, uh, yeah, if people are interested in it, then for sure, they can they can reach out to me. I can put them in touch. I can uh, I can let them know how they can how they can come across it. What did you say his uh, name was? His name is Dr. Tony Quinn. He's an Irish man. Uh, could you maybe put the, put it in the chat uh, yeah. on Zoom? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for a lot of people that's uh, listening, this, uh, uh, for some, this might seem like, well, the, all of this is just BS. I've uh, tried to do uh, this type of thing before. I, I, uh, I've listened to Oprah and The Secret and The Law of Attraction and it just doesn't work. Uh, but the difference is that it is not about a law of attraction or a, a rule of the universe but it is that things are always happening to us and our subconscious mind is always observing everything that's happening whether we like it or not and everything is being documented in our mind and it's being translated into different I should put it different things then that get, then get translated into different actions that we take uh, so for example this is how self-destruction help uh, appear or happen for example for a lot of morbidly obese people uh, those people a lot of them have essentially been hurt psychologically or mentally before when they were really young hence why they put on a lot of weight to shut out people that they uh, really in reality really need but because of their self-destruction, they uh, put on this weight and subconsciously they start to help them, hate themselves because of it. And uh, one of the things that 
I realized personally was uh, I was a few years ago I was uh, really obese and the way I discovered and made the change the decision to change was that I did it through self-reflection and I saw myself in the mirror for the first time in two years uh, and after that I made the decision and 10 months later I was 76 pounds lighter uh, wow. so yeah congratulations thank you so uh, the, the reason why i'm talking about it is basically to understand that thing we do things everything that we do we don't have control over it but mm. things that we do have control over for example we can do impulsive things those things we do those things because of our self-conscious and our unconscious and uh, you, you already know this, of course, but I'm just uh, opening up and for the people that are listening to this. Uh, so uh, have uh, you had any other, uh, would you say that it was self-destructive behavior that you were doing or was it something else that made you fail your previous businesses? I wouldn't necessarily say it was self-destructive, um, I would just say that um, as Carl Jung said, um, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. So what he meant by that was the life force within us, we all have a spark of life in us. Um, there's, there's some animating force, whatever you want to call that. But it's clear when you look at someone who's alive, um, and someone who's dead, that there's, there's something different between them. So um, that animating force within us is always bringing about whatever resides in our unconscious. And so if, if so to take your example of uh, someone who is overweight, how that might happen is that there might be, um, you know, uh, uh, let's say, just so that we're not talking about you, let's say there's a, there's a girl and she's in the playground and uh, something happens. Someone says something to her like, oh, um, she's just a fat kid. Um, you know, says something mean like that. And the things that get stored most deeply in the unconscious are the ones that are stored with the most emotional intensity. So you could have... 10 positive things happen to you um, and one negative thing. And you might, you, the, the, the one negative thing that's happened to you might stand out taller than any of the others because there was more emotion attached to it, unfortunately negative emotion. But as a result of that, it's gonna stand out uh, the, the greatest, the, the tallest. And it's the things that stand out the tallest in the unconscious that create the programs that that life force within us must deliver. So if there was a girl in the playground and she was told, oh, by someone else, oh, you know, don't worry about her, she's just a fat kid. Um, whether she was fat or not, that might land as a program um, and, and now 
her life force within is going to fulfill that deepest program. Um, so she might then gain weight and consciously she might want to lose weight. She might want to be, you know, slim. Um, but consciously she's only using 5% of her mental potential. 95%, the, the unconscious part of her mind, which is the far greater part, is drawing her towards this goal of, well, you're, you know, oh, she's just a fat girl. So willpower will only take you so far. The conscious mind will only take you so far. So like me with my businesses, yeah, sure, consciously I was working towards having a successful business and being financially free. But clearly there was something in my unconscious that said otherwise. Um, otherwise, all of those years of struggle and effort and trying to bring that goal about, I would have got somewhere uh, towards it. But I didn't. I didn't get anywhere towards it. In fact, I kept being crashed down to zero. Um, I was literally, I was sleeping on a friend's sofa at one point. Um, you know, despairingly. Um, so it's like swimming against the tide. If you're only using a tiny part of your mind to try and bring something about, if you're trying to reach um, a goal, um, whereas 95% of your own mind is, is, uh, is coming against you like the tide, then you're swimming against the tide. There's only one outcome that's ever going to happen uh, when you try and swim against the tide. Like I say, willpower and strength will only go so far. And then, sorry, but that tide's going to take you where it wants to take you. It's exactly the same with the unconscious. It's taking you to a destination that you probably don't want and you, you actually don't even know where it's taking you. Um, so until that girl uh, can get the fact that she, that conscious goal of being slim and in good shape onto her unconscious then it's just going to keep delivering her to um, the, the, the destination that's already imprinted in her unconscious. And that's happening across the board. We have thousands and thousands of these programs um, across every area of our life. So that's why sometimes people make it in business or they make it in their career um, because they have a good program just by luck. You know, they, they get a good program in the area of money or in the area of career um, but those same people aren't able to map that success across to other areas of their life. So, you know, that successful businessman might be on his, you know, third or fourth marriage and his relationships might be a mess. Um, so although he's got success in one area, he can't necessarily map that success across because he doesn't really know how he's done it because he's just done it or she has just done it because they had a good program in the area of their career or of that business. Yeah. So you mentioned, for example, uh, Oprah and the secret and manifesting. Well, it, it's just the same there. Um, you know, I, I, I've done I've done similar courses. I read that book. I watched that movie, and I had some success, but it was hit or miss. It was hit or miss. I, it wasn't a hundred percent. It wasn't like a a recipe for a cake where I could make the cake, put it in the oven, and it would. I knew how it was going to turn out. Um, it was very hit or miss. And that's, I think, if you ask most people who are into that stuff, they would say, yeah, sometimes it works, 
but most of the time it doesn't. Well, the reason it doesn't is that they didn't have, they weren't in unconscious attention uh, when they landed that program. Um, so unconscious attention is, is the key. When you, when you have it, then it's going to land and you're going to get the result. Uh, when you don't, then you're still going to be running off whatever program is still in there. Yeah. Have you, uh, you did your businesses and then you, uh, when you did the change, did you see, start to see change in your life immediately? And if you were to compare your life now to before you had the change, how would you compare the two? I would say, yes, it was fairly immediate. Um, I made changes across all areas of my life. Um, so I said I was sleeping on that friend's sofa. I went to, from that to being a multimillionaire very quickly. Um, in fact, I would say within a week of being introduced to this technology, um, uh, I, I, I found the deal that would essentially seal my financial freedom. Uh, it, took, it took one week. Uh, that's that's how quick it worked. When I when I changed that program, it was yeah, it was it was miraculous. I was like, oh, wow, okay. Um, you talk about your your shape. It wasn't. It's not just in business that this has worked. Um, I I also changed my shape. I was a skinny. I was a nine nine stone skinny uh, weakling, um, and I always wanted to put weight on. As a kid, I always wished I was a bit you know beefier. And I, I went to the gym, I trained, I ate six meals a day, I had three protein shakes a day. I was making lots of conscious effort to try and put weight on, and I, didn't, I never gained a pound in weight. Um, well, when I, clearly there was something in my unconscious that was, well, that's, that's how you are, that's my self-image. Uh, when I changed that, uh, I managed to put on two stone of, of muscle, within six months, I completely reshaped my body. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it wasn't just in business or finances that, that uh, this worked for me. Even in relationships, um, I, even when I was in my 40s, my, uh, my longest relationship was six months. My parents despaired of me. All my friends said, oh, he's got commitment issues. Um, but to me, I just hadn't found the right person um, and I just kept continually looking I knew what I wanted I just couldn't make it happen well again once I programmed into my unconscious me being in the perfect relationship well she showed up just like that and you so, you wouldn't say that it was a coincidence um, well here's the thing when you, when you have um, a fantastic result that seemingly comes out of nowhere, you could say, oh yeah, that could be coincidence. When you get another one the next day, and then another one, and then another one, and then for the next few years, they just keep happening, pop, 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 like that. At some point, you have to say, okay, this didn't used to happen. This is new, this is different. Um, I have to put this down to what I've been doing. Um, so 
yeah, maybe in the beginning I did think, wow, was that coincidence or, or was that, you know, what I just did? Um, but after it just kept happening and happening and happening, then um, a long time ago, it was beyond doubt. And, uh, and I moved into this place of certainty uh, and knowing. And, and that's what enabled me to literally tap into this other part of myself so that um, I, I used to be a warrior. Uh, I, la- I joke and say I used to, uh, I, I caught it from my mother. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I used to be a warrior. I used to worry about anything. And, uh, and then I moved into this total peace of mind where I, I just know everything is sorted. Um, and, then, and then beyond that, um, unconscious attention also enables you to tap into uh, the, uh, the life force, literally the life force within, because you clear all the, all the thinking, thought, clouds, uh, energy. Um, and when the thoughts clear, then you actually become aware of this innate energy within us. I did a yoga class years ago and I felt this tingling in my arms. We're essentially electrical, walking electrical systems. Um, Carillion photography, you know, captures images of that uh, energy. Uh, Well, the yogis um, of ancient India uh, talk about this energy. And as I say, for millennia, men and women have, have searched to be in touch with that. Well, Unconscious attention also enables you to, to tap into that natural innate life force within. And that has a, a flow uh, and a direction of itself. And so if you tap into that, it will direct you and guide you. People call that, you know, their gut instinct. Oh, yeah, I had this hunch and I trusted it and went with it. People in business say, yeah, I just spotted opportunities that other people didn't. Well, if you're using more of your mind, then you're going to take in more information. You're going to have more awareness, you could call it raising your consciousness, well, sure, then uh, you'd imagine that you would spot more, you would see more uh, in business, in everyday life. So things have become very easy for me where, yeah, I just see this, I spot the opportunities um, and I see the direction that I'm to take and and it almost becomes, yeah, very effortless. so like that yeah and uh, if uh, the people that are listening if uh, they would like uh, to uh, actually i have one last question for you and then i'm gonna let you go Uh, and that is do you have happiness and how do you get it um i i'm gonna say yes i do experience happiness um now daily uh, I, I, I did used to get depressed um, and um, in all of my roller coaster rides and businesses that came and went yeah there were some pretty dark times uh, and uh, so I can't say that that was always true but yes I now am very happy to say that I experience happiness daily um, I'm gonna say uh, the, the route to that is to access um, this life force within, to uncover that. It's innate. Uh, it's already intrinsic. It's already part of us. There's nothing you need to add to you um, to become happy. 
happy is our natural state. Um, all you need to do is clear the thoughts, clear the heavy thoughts away, um, and uh, and you will come upon that happiness. So, very happy to uh, to to talk to anyone um, about any part of what we've talked about today. It's it's actually the thing. Um, yeah, helping people to tap into that is even more um, gratifying for me than the work that I do helping people to financial freedom. So, and people, where do people go to get in contact with, with you? Um, I'm happy for them to take my email address. Is that is that appropriate? I mean, they can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook, but I'm I'm happy for them to have my. Uh, my email address, it's alex at alexward.net. Very happy to talk to anyone. Alex at alexward.net. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there you have it, everyone. Alex Ward. Uh, any last uh, thing you want to you want to say? I think uh, I think I've covered everything I needed to say. Um, but thank you very much for having me on. It's been uh, it's it's been great. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah, you too. Okay, everyone, uh, have a great day. Bye bye.